name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. <clears throat> Today we celebrate the Feast of All Saints, the first Sunday after Pentecost. <clears throat> and our topic is God and the Kingdom of God. And the subtitle is, For Those Who Are With Us Are More Than Those Who Are With Them. That should excite you. There are more that are with us than are those who are with them. We have a bunch of people out there that we feel kind of life is difficult and hard and heavy. But there's more that are with us than are with them. We have to understand how powerful this is. And I pray we kind of touch a little bit about this today. So we see and know that the kingdom of heaven is ruled by the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Christ is our Savior, Redeemer, and Benefactor. But God employs all his subjects, both living and departed, to aid one another in this salvific effort. God employs all of his subjects, both living and departed, to help one another in our effort for salvation. So the church militant, us on earth, I want to begin with a story of a man who was standing on top of a house and the floodwaters were coming up. And he said, he prayed, Jesus, save me. And so a man on a small boat comes by and a man says, hop in. He says, no, Jesus is going to save me. Sure enough, the waters rise higher, and a big boat with a bunch of people come by. And he says, they say, hop in. The floodwaters are rising. He says, no, Jesus is going to save me. And finally, the water gets to the very top. He's hanging on to the very uh, end of the roof. And a helicopter comes by and drops a rope and says, grab the rope. And he says, no, Jesus is going to save me. And then he drowns and goes to heaven. And he asks Jesus, Jesus, I thought you were going to save me. He said, I sent a little boat, I sent a big boat, and I sent a helicopter. He uses us. He uses us. So for all of us, and we're called, we know this, to feed the hungry, to comfort the sick, to clothe the naked, to visit those in prison. We're called to do these things as Christian people. We're called to take care of and save each other in our families. Husbands save wives. Wives save husbands. Parents save children. Children save parents. We have to understand how important this work is. It's not an individual work, it's a corporate work. You have friends, you know you have friends that need a loving, kindly, supportive relationship with you. That lifts you, that pulls you up into place, pulls them up into places they can't get without you. You need to be a Christ for them. To help them in their salvific efforts. Your co-workers, people at work, you have to start paying attention to who God puts in your life 
in relationship to that, those that we need to lift up and care for and help on this road to salvation. We're even called to save the world, to take care of the creation the best we can. We're called to be saviors in that sense to everything around us, every person around us. So God, God, we need to understand how important this is for all of us to see that we are agents of righteousness and love. We aid each other in this work to salvation. So, and you too in this church community, how important it is to see each other and important it is how to hold up each other, to save each other, to stand next to each other in the difficult times, in the joyful times, whatever it might be. Um, the most significant athletic achievement I've ever seen in my life, and I've seen a lot of athletic achievement, I'm sorry to say, but um, it was at the Special Olympics back in the, in the early 70s. I've shared this story before. There was this race at the end of the Olympic Games, and there were three, there were five really, really good runners at the end. And they kind of highlighted this at the, end of the, at the end of the Olympics. And these runners are coming around the bend. It's like a, they're running on a 220. So they're bend, around the bend. They're coming up to the finish line. Ten yards before the finish line, one of the guys, and they're neck and neck. And this, it's a great race. One guy falls down. The guy next to him stops, picks him up, and walks across the finish line the most incredible event I've ever seen in athletics. You're 10 yards from winning, and you stop. That has to be our attitude. When somebody's struggling, we need to stop our race and gather with them. We need to understand that that's our call. When we understand and see that within our family, within our friends, within our church community, we need to be able to understand we cross the line together, not separately. So, for all of us to see and understand that there's more that are with us than are with them. So the church triumphant, those that have gone before us to their rest, the steam of this homily was taken from uh, the second book of Kings, and the great story of Elisha, who is surrounded by the Syrian army um, because he, it's an interesting story, because uh, the king of Syria wanted to attack Israel, but every time he wanted to plan to attack, Elisha was given word of that by God, and he would thwart the attack. So the Syrian army King, the Syrian king said, who is this guy that's thwarting my efforts? And they said, it's Elisha, and he's in Dothan. He says, let's go to Dothan and capture and kill this man so I can actually attack Israel. So he sends horses and chariots and an army and surrounds the city of Dothan, and Elisha is there with his servant. <laughs> this is a great story. And his servant goes, Elisha, look! And he says, don't worry, there are more that are with us 
that are with them. And then he says this. He says, uh, uh, Elisha prayed, Lord, I pray, open the eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So when the Syrian army came down to get Elisha, Elisha said, strike these people with blindness. And he blinded them. And then he said, uh, this is really great. <laughs> now Elisha said to them, this is not the way, nor is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. <laughs> these are not the droids you're looking for. That's where that came from. <laughs> I'm the guy, but I'm not the guy, right? So he takes him to the, he takes him to the king of Israel, and, and he says, should I kill them? He says, no, feed them and send them back home. So he prepared a great feast for them, and after they ate and drank, he sent them away, and they went to their master. So this band of Syrian raiders came no more to the land of Israel. <laughs> but this moment in their servants to look up at the mountains, see chariots, a chariot, angels and chariots of fire around the city. There are more that are with us than are with them. This is the reality of how God takes care of his people. We don't see it. The great saints can see it, but we don't see it. So I'm encouraging you that we need to understand how important this is that we have a, uh, a feast of people that have gone before us to the rest that help take care of us. We have the mother of God, the blessed Theotokos, who comforts us, who listens to our prayers, who intercedes on our behalf before Christ, her son. And we've, in our own midst, have seen healing, seen comfort, seen deliverance. And throughout the history of the church, we've seen her prayers powerfully answered. Because God employs his saints to work on his behalf for our salvation. We just had a uh, group of our teens and young adults go up to see St. John Maximovich in San Francisco. St. John is a powerful saint among the saints in our area because he's local to us. You know, he, he was clairvoyant uh, in his time uh, as a, a bishop in San Francisco. There were times when people would be needing money or food, and they'd say, you know, we need to go to the church and ask St. John to, uh, to get us, to, so he can help us. Well, before they even go, there would be a knock on the door. St. John would there would be money or food. He knew. He knew these things. So uh, there were many stories about his clairvoyance. His, 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 uh, there was one great story. When anybody started to gossip, he'd fall asleep. And when the gossip stopped, he'd wake up. This is a great story. So, so a great man, but also in his departing, we still pray ask his prayers, uh, and there have been many healings, uh, deliverances from uh, different situations by asking his prayer. It's very, very beautiful to see how important that is for us. And I want to tell you another story about how important it is that the saints that have gone before us actually interact with us. 
and help us in this salvific effort. There was a, a lady years ago up in uh, Ben Lomond, California, who was homeless and living in a dumpster. And this old lady came by the dumpster and encouraged her to get out, helped her out of the dumpster, and said, you need to go to that church, St. Peter and Paul Church, because they will help you. And sure enough, they went to the church. She went to the church and got herself pretty well together. And one day she was going around the church, venerating all the icons. And she came to the icon of St. Mary of Egypt. And she said, that's the lady that came and got me. That's the lady. So God lets, lets us have this beautiful relationship to the saints of God before us. We need to understand that there are more that are with us than are with them. And understand how powerful this is. And he's given his guardian angels to be with us. So I want to encourage you how important it is to understand that we are a community and we save each other. But in, in this too, God has employed his saints that have gone before us to do this. He's employed his angels to be with us. So we should be very encouraged that when we wake up and look at this life, our life, we need to be able to say, there are more that are with us than are with them. Amen.